Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Who did the zombie take to the prom? Uh, his mummy? His mummy did drive them, but he went with his ghoul friend. That makes sense. It's scoop <laughs> hour. A very sensible time. <laughs> <laughs> podcast hosted by two halloweenies this is sasha this is courtney we're both gesturing wildly with our arms with our arms hopefully you can hear it in Uh. the audio medium (laughs) the the whooshing of air as we wildly gesticulate find us always online (laughs) at spoop hour on twitter and instagram instagram is lit that's where we get all of our visuals because podcasts are not a visual medium it's true and lots of photos of pets yes keep sending us your pet pictures courtney's doing a great job with that it's so cute everyone's doing a great job of sending me their pets but Mm -hmm. they could be doing a better job by sending me more pictures of pets more pictures of pets yeah doesn't even have to be your pet we've gotten like this is my nephew dog that belongs to my brother or like yeah this is this my is niece's my niece lizard. lizard yeah like yeah. give me more of that i love it like, yeah we love this it this is my neighbor's puppy that i see through the window great send it to me don't care love where dogs. should people send it to <laughs> the mail the mail <laughs> email us at spoopower at gmail.com that is also a great place to share your firsthand ghost stories so yes. if you've ever seen a ghost if your cousin ever saw a ghost if during this time of self-isolation you've started hearing weird noises in your attic and you're fearing that someone is self-quarantining with you but they're in the attic and not making their presence known email spoopower at gmail.com and i will be scared with you <laughs> yeah speaking of being scared by things on the internet during the <laughs> This quarantine time adam ellis at moby dickhead who's famous for his buzzfeed comics mm-hmm. and then for the dear david yes twitter thread made a seven part comic <sighs> that was very spooky it's about asmr but also it isn't yeah so it's just like about this man who is into this particular ASMR channel and he watches everything, but lately her videos have been different and stuff is weird. And yeah. And the last panel is just upsetting. I don't so wanna, upsetting. I don't want to spoil it. So I <laughs> saw this. Sasha sent it to me via Instagram, but mm-hmm. I had seen it the night before because for context, at one in the morning, our smoke alarm went off because Mysterious yep. Third Roommate was burning a candle and whatever was going on with the candle, the smoke alarm freaked out about it. So then it started beeping. So I woke up. And then once it was confirmed that I did not, in fact, need to evacuate and could go back to sleep, <laughs> my dumbass was like, I should go on Twitter. This is a great <laughs> choice for me personally here at, you know, one fifteen in the goddamn morning. So I go on Twitter and I see like Adam Ellis posting a little thing about her voice always puts me to sleep. And I'm like, this is going to be a nice soothing read to help me get back to sleep. It wasn't, listener. <laughs> it very much was. And then it made it really hard for me to go back to sleep because every single time I would like close my eyes, I'd think about the last panel. Yep. And I was like, oh, I, I'm, I, I'm glad that you're gesturing because we don't want to spoil what <laughs> no. it is, but I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. And like, I was like. Because it's, you know, one in the morning, I'm in my, mm-hmm. like, sleepy lizard brain, and so I'm more prone to being scared of stuff. So I was like, I can't turn and face the edge of my bed, because then it's going to get me. I got to mm-hmm. be under the covers, even though I'm warm, because if I get out from under the covers, I mean, it's going to get me. <laughs> it's the same logic of, like, I, since I was little, cannot sleep with my hand hanging off the bed because of, like, ghost stories that Tom's I heard. going to get you. And it's going to get you. And now yeah. this comic that I read as an adult, I'm like, well, now there's another thing that's going to get you. Right. We are two grown women. I am 30. <laughs> Sasha is nearing 30. Like, <laughs> we are not young. We're I mean, not we young. Are young. We're basically well, babies. But we're, we are babies. We're but... very scared babies all the yes. time. We're, we're technically adults. 
like our brains have finished maturing at 26 you Which know is, like yeah. we shouldn't have these we should no longer be afraid of stuff grabbing us if we like put our feet out from under the blanket right and, and yet, yet, here we are. Here we are. Which is a bummer, because one of my shortcuts when I'm having a hard time getting back to sleep when I wake up in the middle of the night is to stick one leg out from the comforter. Yeah. And then I achieve, like, perfect body temperature, and then yep. I, like, go right to sleep. But when I tried doing that, having seen this fucking Adam Ellis card. It's so comic, hard. I was like, I can't have my leg out right now. Yeah. I just, it's got to be under. And I'm very warm, but I just, I, it's got to be under. The, the leggy needs to be out, but the leggy can't be out. Exactly. Like, if the leggy goes out, something's going to tear it off. And yeah. then will I sleep or will I just, like, bleed out and die? It's hard to say, really. I don't want to <laughs> wake up the next morning missing one leggy. Exactly. I need both of my leggies. They're, they hold up my body. Did I mean, it- we'll, t- we'll talk about this on Bone Cone, but... If you were missing Leggy, then you can get cool fake Leggy, like the guy from Tiger King. Tiger King, yeah. So yes. go join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash spoopower. If you have a couple extra bunks a month to spare, obviously not everybody does, and we still love you even if you don't join our Patreon. But if you want to hear our thoughts on Tiger King, that's going to be a great place to do so, because we yeah. are going to record some bone cone about it. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, and you know about this already because what I happened, texted you <laughs> photos yesterday. Sasha um, I'll is post this me. on the Instagram and on, or I'll have Courtney post on Instagram. And I'll post on Twitter. But I went on a three mile hike yesterday, and the not really a hike, a walk. It, it was scary. it was more of a walk on a nature trail. All of our parks are closed except for certain trails, and the trail that is near where I used to live with Courtney, where I still um, live, so Sasha where again I, is trying to murder me by yeah. stalking me i mean and i also grew up in that area so this is like yes. a trail that i'm like very abundantly familiar with but so what she's saying is she can kill me and easily escape it's easily escape because i know how she to get to the this trails. trail i know the trails <laughs> so the first the first thing was that i sent her and her roommates a photo of like just me <laughs> on the hill above their house, like, taking yep. a photo of their house. I'm like, hello. And what was funny was, me. like, mere moments before you sent this text, yeah. I had just gone inside because I've been doing color guard with my quarantine mm-hmm. downtime as I've been going out into our backyard and spinning my flag. Yeah. And so you missed seeing me do color guard by, like, four minutes. <laughs> on, I think it was on my way home. I did see your next-door neighbor, the old lady who lives next door, sitting on her patio reading. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had a social distance hang later where Aww. she and her friend were sitting, like, probably 12 feet apart. But they were both <laughs> on the patio, and it was really cute. Cute. So... So the first creepy thing was that I was stalking Courtney. Yes. And sending but photos again, of like the back of their house and you're like just the, planning your escape route for when you inevitably murder me. When I when I hide in the attic and I kill her through the attic. Fucking um, knew it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way into the attic from outside your room and a way into your room from the attic. These are these are true facts. It sounds like yeah. Sasha's messing with me. These are true facts about true our facts. attic. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Maybe after the social distancing, because I would have to be closer than six feet to kill you. I mean, it depends. You can, like, take your color risk... guard flag, which is six oh, feet. Oh, six feet. And then you and tape then... a knife to the end of that and just, like, <laughs> stab, stibbity slash, stab. Yeah. Stibbity stab. <laughs> so, okay. So, after my scouting mission to figure out how I'm going to kill Courtney and then jump back out... <laughs> Meanwhile, See, as I'm saying this, like, they're just saying this on mic. I don't understand, so, but okay. So as I'm saying this, I'm also thinking about Tiger King <laughs> and like Joe Exotic being this like, I'm going to kill that bitch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've often thought of you as the Joe Exotic to my Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are definitely the Carol Baskin. But if I, well, we'll talk about this on the show. We'll I was going to say, if I could be anyone, I want to be the, the Scarface guy. <laughs> that guy was so cool. That guy was so cool. He was cool. And he's like, I mean, yeah, so I smuggled a lot of cocaine. Like, maybe an FBI agent got murdered on my watch. Who's to say? Who's it's to like, say? What? <laughs> what? Okay, anyway, so Sasha has- so, so the creepy thing that happened <laughs> was while, while we were on the trail, you know, we saw other people walking. We all had our, like, face masks on or, yeah. like, bandanas or stuff like that. People were, people were, you know, maintaining good behavior while being outside. Yeah. And there was, like, this stretch where a man in full colonial regalia walked towards us and then walked past us. He smiled and tipped his tricorner hat at us. And then he kept walking. But as this was happening, I was taking a selfie to send to 
Courtney and her roommates. And then I realized in the background, if you zoom enhance, is like this tiny colonial man walking behind me. And I realized that wasn't a hallucination. There was a man in my photo. And we ended up seeing him several times on the trail. And every time it was like, oh, hello again. Oh, hello again. Oh, nice to see you again. And it was so bizarre. And I I have a video. I sent it to Courtney as mm-hmm. well of just like him walking off in the distance. And so we saw a colonial ghost. He tipped his tricorner hat at us and said hello. And then followed you a little bit. And then followed us a little bit. And then he disappeared into the woods. There was one point where I was taking photos of the bluebells along the trail. And I knew he was walking behind us. And when I turned around, he wasn't there anymore. And I was like, motherfucker. He's showing you how you can get away with murdering me. Yeah, like, basically. I, got you, <laughs> I guess like the least scariest part of this was when we were looking, Jack and I were looking over like towards the this like creek part of the trail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so pretty. And then the guy was like, oh, by the way, if you go up a little ways, there's like a little trail that goes off to the side. You can walk along the ridge by the water. And I was like, oh, great. And he goes, and there's bald eagles nesting. And then he looked at Jack and he goes, my wife has that same camera. <laughs> and so... This colonial ghost's wife is very worldly and knows a lot about technology. It's for a love a colonial story for ghost. the ages. Is a colonial ghost married to a modern woman? That's it. Is a love story for the ages. Yeah. I just think about like, like that. The was it the Aziz Ansari bit about oh, yeah, like about ghosts modern, being, ghosts, modern ghosts who want you know, the wanting Wi-Fi to connect password. to the Wi-Fi, but then even like old ghosts being like, "Whoa, electricity!" and like turning the light switches on and on. <laughs> I just so turn this he, tap and water comes out. He, he like married a modern woman who has like a really nice camera and so he goes for a walk to like scout nature shots that she can take with her modern camera but he's also a ghost i love it yeah so that's the creepy thing that happened to me was that there was a colonial ghost on my hiking trail (laughs) also i went outdoors the scariest the scariest three mile hike just scariest of all terrifying after sitting on the couch for three weeks (laughs) (laughs) respect how about you? Scary thing? Probably the scariest thing that happened to me was reading that Adam Ellis comic at one in the goddamn morning like an And idiot. also getting texts of your, photos of your house. Yes. That's always a fun, you know, oh, hey, that's my, oh, oh. okay, that's fine. But no, nothing, nothing like too crazy, crazy yeah. in terms of spooky things happening to me. I did, I hung out with friends last night playing Jackbox games remotely. Ooh, yeah. And I did ask the chat. While we were waiting for a game to load, I was like, what scares you guys as children? Because in a second, we're going to reveal the episode theme, mm-hmm. and it's kind of relevant to today's episode. So I was like, what's the deal? And I had had some wine, so my notes are maybe <laughs> not the most... <laughs> At one point I wrote, quinchby. So... Quinchbeef? Quinchby. Quinchby. Q-H-I-C-H-B-I. I think it's supposed to be which I, but I... Anyway, so <laughs> Quitchby. two of the members of the chat who are, in fact, siblings said that they were always afraid, like immediately. I was like, what scared you guys as kids? And they both go, Uncle Ken. Mm. <laughs> and in their words, he always had a cigar and he looked like he was in the mob because he wore a dark shirt with a white suit. <laughs> oh, my God. So they were always scared of Uncle Ken. And then my lovely fella said that he was he loved dinosaurs, but he was scared of the animatronic T-Rex at the museum in D.C. because he uh. thought it would eat him. But yeah. then the guard on duty was like, no, 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 if it blinks at you, that means it likes you. And then the animatronic T-Rex would blink. And so Jack was like, oh, good. It's not going to get me. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking, um, the did you ever go to the Rainforest Cafe when it was in Tyson's, like when we were kids? No, not the Tyson's one. Okay, but you've been to Rainforest Cafe. I have been to a Rainforest, a Cafe, Rainforest Cafe, but not that okay. one. The one in Tyson's, which is where the Forever 21 is now. You had a alligator outside of it oh. like in like a little pond and people would like flip coins in it but it wasn't a real alligator it was an animatronic alligator right <laughs> you like you're not gonna have an, an a real alligator tyson's in tyson's <laughs> like save that for tyson's galleria <laughs> that's where the rich people shop <laughs> they yeah. would have a live alligator in their mall yeah let that um, alligator eat the rich so. <laughs> <laughs> but that animatronic alligator scared the shit out of me when i was little oh. like, that was like too scary yeah and my dad would hold me up to so, so i could see it so i could throw a coin in and then he'd pretend to dip me <laughs> that's classic dadding though that is classic dadding when i was a kid i think traumatizing of, when did the rainforest cafe go out of business in tyson's because it may have been before my family lived in the area yeah actually 
I might have been when we were in middle school or high school. So it might have been yeah. just when you got, moved, moved there here, and you just never yeah. went. Yeah. But what we did as kids when my family was living in California, we went to this place called Marine World Africa USA, which I believe <laughs> is a subsidiary of SeaWorld, but I'm not confident. It's just like, it's a kind of a theme park. Yeah. But in the early 90s, they did a cross promotion with Jurassic Park, uh-huh. where they had a bunch of animatronic dinosaurs in the same way that like you would go to a zoo and there's a zebra yeah. and then you go to the next one and there's a tiger and then you go to the next one and there's a hippo except it was like and in this one is a brachiosaurus and in this one is a fucking velociraptor so tiny child me is like we are at a zoo full of dinosaurs we just saw a movie where this goes very badly for some yep. people I don't want to be here my parents took terrifying. me to they did they did that pop up in Springfield Mall <laughs> And my parents took me to it because Jeremy really liked dinosaurs. And it was that, like, I was I was a big enough kid to understand that they were fake. That's that dinosaurs no longer roam the earth. That's good. But I, I was, was also not. still <laughs> was a like lizard-brained four. kid enough to be like, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Someone save me. Someone save me. And so that's why I, like kind of understand when last summer I took my co-workers two daughters who mm-hmm. were age three and five at the time to the Natural History Museum in DC to go see the butterfly exhibit mm-hmm. and we got tickets to go into the like butterfly tent mm-hmm. and or butterfly blubble and the two girls were like butterflies butterflies because they love butterflies butterflies are cute they're pretty they're marketed to little girls as, right. as like thing delicate right? feminine thing yeah. delicate feminine thing right we get into the butterfly bubble and there's real life butterflies <laughs> the girls start losing it in like a really bad way they're like crying because the butterflies are dive bombing them and stuff and they're like i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it so like as i think about my own childhood experience with animatronics and like things that couldn't hurt me right i like now think about these butterflies and i'm like yeah they they can't, can't hurt, hurt you, you, but, but as a little they, kid, I understand do? now, <laughs> like, what if they do? <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Sasha? We are talking about scary childhood stories, yes. scary ghost stories by little kids, featuring yes. little kids, just ghosty things related to kids. Yes. So what we did was we asked y'all to send us stories of any small children you know telling you a ghost story or just like what you know, some sort of scary story involving children. So we're going to do essentially a spoopy story hour. Mm-hmm. And I would like to kick things off with, I asked my best friend to ask my niece to tell us a ghost story. And she sent me a video. And so anyway, I got this video of Sophia, my niece, telling me a ghost story. And we are going to be doing a dramatic reading of it now. If you would like to play the role of Andrea, Sasha, I'm about yes. to chat you the dialogue, and I will be Sophia. Have you ever seen a ghost before? Have you ever seen a ghost before? No, I'm asking, have you? Have you seen a ghost? No, you. Do you know what a ghost is? Yes. What is it? Spooky. Spooky. Have you ever seen one before? Mm Mm-hmm. When? In the forest. The forest? What happened? Turned me into a frog. (laughs) And that was the ghost story (laughs) from my delightful niece. That's amazing. Three and a half. I love it because of the line, do you know what a ghost is? Yes. What is it? Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, that's top notch. So apparently that's based on an episode of Bubble Guppies, which Mm. Sophia is super into right now. So that was one of them. And then Nora, our listener extraordinaire, asked her daughter Lillianne Mm -hmm. to tell us a ghost story. So this is a transcription of that as well. One day, there was a scary wolf. Then one kid was happy, and then Big Bad Wolf chucked her into his belly. Could she get out? No. She got eaten forever and ever. And the Big Bad Wolf was so full, and then he waked up from his snooze, tickling her, and she got out from the Big Bad Wolf belly. And then he caught her, and the Big Bad Wolf died. And then her her mom goes, that was a really scary story. Merci. And Lillianne goes, yeah, I'm the scariest. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoy children telling us ghost stories. So that's Mm -hmm. why we're doing this episode. And then the real MVP of this episode is Drew from the Real Feels pod, who, like Sasha, is a teacher of children. So he asked his children, hey, 
do you guys want to write some ghost stories for this podcast friend of mine? So what he did was he gave them 25 different prompts to choose from. And they were these were horror writing prompts that he put together. So it's anything from scary doll comes to life to you're inhabited by a ghost that controls you, makes you do crazy things to the teacher is a monster, but no one will believe you to you realize you're shrinking to someone is living in your mirror. You know, someone follows you home and it's your exact double or your parents explain to you that you're actually an alien from another planet. (laughs) You finally meet your child's imaginary friend who turns out to be a serial killer, you know, regular stuff. And And it's like. As a teacher, I just, I need to salute Drew. Like, yeah. this is such a good assignment. <laughs> Sasha's, like, taking notes, like, you taking just notes. make them <laughs> All right. do this. Huh? Halloween All right. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quality Halloween assignment. So right. what we're going to do is, for the amazing students who put together ghost stories for us, we're going to read these ghost stories as mm-hmm. many as time will allow. So enjoy some spoopy stories. What y'all just missed is an in-depth conversation about color guards. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This story is by Armida. The first time I saw this boy, he was just a normal boy. He walked, ate, talked, and did everything just like anybody else. We started to be ref- we started to be friends, and everything seemed to be fine until he tried to tell me a secret. Uh-oh. He said that he's a vampire. I just laughed and took it as a weird joke. He started to tell me details which were like, did you ever see how fast I run? Or how the color of my eyes change? And it got me thinking, but I still couldn't believe it because, God, that's not real. He told me that he got it from his grandfather and he shouldn't tell anyone about this, but he trusted me and just told me. Five minutes later, his grandfather called him, and I don't know why, but that was weird. (laughs) They talked for a while and just hung up. About a week later, I put some salt and pepper in his water as a joke. The thing I saw next was the scariest thing I have ever seen in my life. Uh-oh. He looked at me. He looked like a normal boy. But when you looked carefully, you could see that his eyes were not normal. He smiled. That was the moment I freaked out. His teeth were sharp, like a bear or a lion's teeth. Yes. I got scared and he shook his head and turned his eyes and teeth to normal. I think until then he didn't realize he had changed. I still couldn't believe him because like someplace in my heart, I didn't want to believe him. I tried to talk and see him less and I don't hang out with him a lot, but he was wherever I went. I went out with friends and he was there. I went to buy food and he was there. He was everywhere. I still don't believe him, but what if he really was a vampire? Hmm. Spooky. Spooky. All right, oh, this one I like is that. that was it was good. I like that. That was a fun vampire story to warm us up. All right, this is from Kyle. From sorrow I weep and from sorrow I come. My life hasn't ever really been fun. That's a mood, Kyle. I feel that <laughs> in my bones, my very old bones. <laughs> I live in a small town where the streets are black and gray. I never really had any friends and I never really knew my parents. The feeling of emptiness unraveled and pounded in my chest as I realized who would ever want to live my life in a poverty-stricken wasteland void of thrill and excitement. All until one day, I met a bright little girl named Allie. The idea of having a world full of irredeemable morons telling me how to feel and behave infuriated me, but Allie always looked upon the positive side. Never before have I seen anyone shine so bright without having two faces. But all in all, I was fascinated by how she made me feel. Alive and ashamed. To think that someone living the same unfortunate circumstances as me could be living such a happy life reaching for the stars baffled me. It made me curious to see what she could become, and for a moment, what I could become. Allie was exploring the great unknown and always pushed the bounds of what we can do, so much so that she made me forget about every little thing that bothered me in life, and more importantly, Allie made me see color. I used to never really like her because she would always try to drag me into all her trouble and mischief at school until she told me, you obviously need more color in your life, you downer. The bright and dark warm colors of autumn engulfed me as my embarrassed self was swept away by her tempo. We were undoubtedly known as the inseparable duo, weird and imperfect in every way. I loved the feeling and thrill of going off the grid to do misdeeds with Allie. The most notable adventure that I will never forget is our journey to the woods, which took place in a coincidental breezy autumn where I would have the most painful memory I would never want to forget. Up until this moment, this was just like a nice story. I was, <laughs> I was I like, this is Go great. off, Kyle. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Good I'm, job, Kyle. I'm like reading this and I'm like, oh no, there's going to be a turn, but I'm really enjoying this I'm really enjoying this. It's a nice cozy story. As we were traveling through the lush scenic forest, Allie was more interested and motivated in finding spirits. 
I just gave her an awkward laugh as I shuddered in the fact of meeting an actual spirit. Maybe somewhere in my heart, all I was really afraid of was meeting my parents, who never really died, but instead abandoned me. I shrugged off the feeling of sadness and just grabbed Allie's hand, boasting in a shy voice of how I would protect her. A starry night dawned upon us as an unknown feeling I haven't experienced in the eight years I've known Allie assailed me. I thought it was childish and foolish to think that I felt love, just replaced by thoughts with a feeling of gratefulness. I was grateful for Allie's company through a dark time, and I was grateful that there was someone among this planet of monkeys that I could actually call my dear friend. I had hopes and dreams for my future. Oh, I just had a bad thought about where this is going. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) And I had Allie to thank for giving me the courage to stand up even after all I've been through. But it was quite odd that nothing was going wrong. Never before in my life have I felt such inner peace, which made tears trickle down my face as our campfire roared its eloquent embers. So that's the catch to this fairy tale I've been living. I didn't cry, weep, or make a sound in the face of reality. The person that I've truly loved for eight years, who went by the name Allie, was nothing more than an illusion that I created for myself in a desperate attempt to escape reality. She melted away like the mini marshmallows in my hot cocoa that starry night. Maybe the forest adventure was never really to find spirits, but to find myself in the ever-boring world. The last words she ever said to me were, I have freed you from your sorrows, so smile even when you're sad, mad, or distressed. These words stuck with me even when I was ridiculed as an outcast by my primate peers who knew all along I was crazy and that spirit guardians were never real. However, I smiled to everyone and anyone and realized I was never shackled as much as I thought I was in the circumstances I have been born into. So I say again, from sorrow I weep and from sorrow I come. It will always be a choice whether your life is fun. Good job, Kyle. That there were nice. some really good metaphors and similes in there. There sure were. Teacher Sasha's like, this is just gold. This is the just lesson gold. writes itself. <laughs> I will say, I thought it was going to turn out that he was going to be a serial killer. Oh, like, that was he not was the turn the I had. serial killer ghost for Allie. Oh, I that, thought I thought both of them were ghosts the entire time. So like, or that, or that he was a ghost and Allie was like the living girl. Yeah, I was thinking he, he was the ghost of a serial killer and Allie was the little girl that he was haunting. Oh, yeah, I thought it was just like he didn't know he was dead. Mm. Bruce Willis style. I was gonna say Sixth Sense style. Spoilers for the yeah. Sixth Sense. Sorry, everyone who hasn't seen that movie. Nineteen years after it came out. <laughs> <laughs> the Coal Fire of 1962 by Matthew. I was living in the heart of the city of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I always enjoyed exploring local stories and legends. From the Squonock to even the Mothman, ever since <gasps> I was little, I've oh, been man. drawn to these weird creatures. High five, Shout Matt. out to Matthew for shouting out the Mothman. Matthew And gets also, us. the Mothman is linked. He put a hyperlink in oh, there to make sure we know. you didn't know. I love yeah. that. <laughs> but little did I know that only a simple hour away from normal civilization was something just as odd and unusual. You see, far from the busy streets and skyline of Harrisburg is a small town simply known as Centralia. In its heyday of the town, it was a booming coal mining town until one fateful day in 1962, when they thought it'd be smart to light a cave on fire, and little did they know that the fire would still be burning. So I thought of exploring the now partially abandoned town myself. I packed some snacks, a couple of bags of beef jerkies, and trail mix, as well as bottles of water. I took my 2001 Toyota Corolla, which was a gray silver color, and headed to to the town. Lucky, traffic was light this morning, so I didn't have to deal with the hustle and bustle of downtown Harrisburg. After passing many small towns along the way, I finally made it. I saw the graffiti-laced road showing that I wasn't the first to explore the city, and most certainly not the last. While looking around the emptiness that is the town, I banged my toe on something. Looking down, I noticed a rusted film canister, most likely 16mm film. I grabbed it and headed back home as I knew someone to analyze the film. And so that's where the story the story ends there. But hmm. I like, first of all, I love the mention of Centralia. Centralia is so fascinating to me. That's the town that is like a town technically, but... Mm-hmm no longer really exists because of that coal fire that was burning underneath it for oh, decades yeah. and decades. You've yeah, heard yeah, of Centralia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, Matthew, what's in the film? What's in the film? What's in the film? <laughs> but I, I, that's a really good lead into a story. Well done, I like Matthew. That. And also good historical illusion. Right. I hope this is interesting for listeners. I live in fear of creating episodes that are super boring. What? I'm enjoying this. this, So I'm I'm hoping everybody else is too. (laughs) Yeah. I would tell you if our episode was boring. Thank you. 
And I always feel bad about my half. So I'm glad that the kids did the work for me this time. You should never feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, I know. One, I love someone else doing my homework. That's amazing. Shout out to all these children doing homework for me. High five. High fives all around. Because otherwise, we were going to talk about Animal Crossing creepypasta. (laughs) 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 Sasha's going to do that anyway when we're off mic. (laughs) No, like, I think I think I've mentioned that we've been trying to, like, keep things upbeat with Mm. everything. I think this is a fun way to do it. Anyway, if you hate it. You can email spoopower at gmail.com and make me feel sad about myself. <laughs> and you'd be like, you want to hear a real ghost story? Here's a real ghost story. That's a real ghost story, right? Yeah. Show us if you think then, this is boring. And then tell, tell us, us what a scarier ghost story. Yeah. yeah. One up these kids. <laughs> these cute baby angels. <laughs> Look them in their baby <laughs> angel face and doing be like, their best. heck you. <laughs> and the I really love these. I do too. I'm really enjoying this. Mr. Drew did a very good job. Yeah. Good job, Mr. Drew from Real Feels Podcast. All right. This next one is from Adrian. I remember Adrian. the day. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> oh, these children are so young, they might not get that reference. I mean, are they from Pennsylvania? Maybe. Maybe. I, maybe. In which case, they should know Rocky. Philadelphia. Yeah. Adrian. We both just did the arms. I'm realizing now you guys can't see it, but it was a very fun moment. It was a very fun moment. Okay. All right. So this is from Adrian. Yo, Adrian. I remember the day my parents took my little sister to go watch the movie Rocky. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. <laughs> I was reading along the document. I was like, that's not what that said. <laughs> Sasha's like, wait, does Courtney not know how to read? That's my secret. I don't know how to read. You're an English major and you don't know how to read. Yep. I'm really good at guessing. I've been really good at guessing for a long time. I remember the day my parents took my little sister to go get a doll that she had been wanting for a very long while. It was one of those Patty Playpal dolls, and she wanted nothing more than to make her doll her new best friend. My sister never really got along with other girls because everyone thought she was intimidating and mysterious. But my sister was just a regular girl, and just like any other girl, she wanted a best friend. My mom had gotten her the doll for her birthday a month after she asked for one. She was so excited, the look on her face was priceless. But this is where things get a little creepy. Now, before I tell you the bizarre events that occurred, I want to tell you what I saw before my sister even saw the doll. My parents were at work and the UPS man sent in the doll to my door, and I was the only one there to get the doll. When the man gave it to me, he told me, good luck with the doll, in a very helpless slash mysterious tone. You know it's bad when the UPS guy is like, I don't want anything to do with this. Have Mm -hmm. a great day. (laughs) (laughs) I shrugged it off as nothing really and put the box on my table and finished playing Valor. It's pretty much Overwatch and CSGO put together. I'm so Counter old. Strike. Counter Strike. I was like, I don't know what CSGO it's okay, is. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> I'll help you. I am a true gamer. <laughs> That's true. I'm a fake gamer girl. Everyone knows it. I only play Pokemon. My parents got home and my little sister opened up the package. She's pretty happy and looking at her that happy made me smile. But this is where things really do get weird. <sighs> I was sleeping the very next night, and for some reason, I woke up, and the time was 3 a.m. Ooh, that's the witching hour, Adrian. You yeah, don't want to wake up at 3 a.m. No. Definitely don't read an Adam Ellis comic then. Mm-mm. <laughs> I was parched. I got up to go get me a glass of water, and as I'm pouring the water, I felt something looking at me from the corner of my eye. Oh, no. It was her doll. Hmm? On top of the table, for some reason, it's just lying dead on the table. I picked it up, and I could tell the hair of the doll was peeling off. I turned on the light because, hey, maybe I can try to fix it. It's good brothering. But I noticed some weird writing on the scalp. I peel it back a little more and I start seeing some weird satanic oh, symbols. No. At least it looked like satanic symbols. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I immediately knew it was satanic because I saw a goat with two horns on it indicating the sign of the devil himself. Counterpoint, it's someone who's only good at drawing goats. <laughs> <laughs> I say this is someone who can draw like four things. I got creeped out and dropped the doll. I ran to my room, and there she was. This doll was starting to freak me out. I got the doll and threw it out the window. When I woke up, I noticed my little sister playing with the doll, and I asked her where she got it, and she told me she got it from the table where she had left it. This was getting out of hand. The night comes by, and I'm scared of that damn doll. I thought I'd just burn it, so I did. I burnt the doll, and all my problems were relieved, or so I thought. I walk into my room, but there she is, gun in her hand. What?! <laughs> escalated so quickly. He really did. <laughs> I set that bitch on fire, but then she showed then up she with a gun in her hand. Boom! One shot. I was too quick, and I managed to shoot her first with my M16 that I had strapped <laughs> behind me. I don't miss those. <laughs> Teenage boys who play Counter Strike and Overwatch are so pure. <laughs> For a 
given value of pure. <laughs> that was a plot twist. I really enjoyed that plot He's, twist. Listen, that's a good brother. He is protecting his daughter at his all costs. Uh, his daughter, his sister at all costs. <laughs> By shooting her doll in the face. When the he doll knows, he knows that doll's too. up to no good. <laughs> I love he's it. Going to, he's going to make sure that doll doesn't do anything to his little sister. Respect. I just inhaled so much air because I was so passionate <laughs> about that story. In this case, Sasha is the person who would shoot a doll for her sibling. I I would shoot all the dolls for my sibling if it meant protecting him. <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> the look on your face and the way you said it reminds me of like, it was peaceful until one day the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to mess with me. <laughs> I sure don't. Do you want to read the next Carol one? Baskin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the Carol Baskin of this podcast. You are I the Carol Baskin safe. of this podcast. <laughs> and I am the, the Scarface of yeah. this podcast. I mean, we all want to be the Scarface guy. We all want to be the Scarface that you want to see in the world. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Back on, the, back on the rails. Children, when you listen to this episode, if you're listening to this episode, children, don't do as we say or as we do. You're better than this. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's the name of this Covered episode. Covered in custard right now. It. Covered in custard. <laughs> Covered in custard. Mm. Okay, this story is by Jacob. It was another day of work just like any other. Emma works at a comic book store, so the business is usually slow. She went through the day just wishing she could head home and see her dog, Max. When Emma finally finished up for the day, she clocked out just as she did every day, got in her car. Something feels off, she thought, as she pulled out of the parking lot. Girl, did you look in the back seat of your car? Oh, I thought that was her, like, oh. interior monologue, oh, no. and I was no, like, no, no, I this, expect is, this, is... this is a literary device, because I say that to myself a lot, and then I turn yeah. around and look in the back seat of my car again just to be safe. Yeah, I... Always look in the back seat of your car. You don't know who's going to be back there. You don't know there. who's going to be back there. And then you can hit him with the umbrella you should keep in your car as well yeah. in case it starts raining when you're out. Or your ice scraper. Or your ice with scraper. With a very bristly brush have. that would scratch the shit out of someone. Or the scrapey part, which is so strong you can scrape off ice. Yeah. You think that's not going to do some damage to some creep in your back seat? It's going to scrape him off. You know what but I mean. Bust his head open. Okay. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> you know what I mean, ladies. We terrible influences on children. We really are. Or the best. Or the best. I promise that I'm I'm not like this when I teach kids. <laughs> I am like this when I teach kids, which is why I don't teach kids. Yeah. It's too bad that we d- couldn't have our career day thing. Yeah, because I was going to be like, so then when you get in the car, if you look in the back seat, there's somebody there. You grab the ice scraper and you give them what for with it. <laughs> and, and then like, you eat the rich. You're talking about your career. And then you eat the rich. <laughs> you let the alligator in Tyson's Corner, Galleria, eat the rich. <laughs> Emma pulled into her driveway. It looks really dark in my house, she said to herself. She took her keys out of the ignition and walked out, walked to the door. She shuffled her in her pockets to get her keys out and lock, unlock her house. Turning the key slowly, she thought, I wonder why Max isn't barking. Then Uh-oh. she entered. I don't like the face you're making. See, you've been reading along. I deliberately, like, close the window so I don't look at it. And I want to go in pure, but I'm very frightened of this face. Remember earlier we were saying that we can't have things hanging off the bed because we're scared that someone's going to lick. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a much more detailed and intense version of the dog hand lick. Uh, people can lick too. Yeah. Uh, it's Do you fine. want me to read the rest of it? Yes. Yeah. We're in okay. it now. We're the in it now. The children are the future of horror. <laughs> As she walked in, Max didn't run up to greet her like normal, and there was a weird drip-drop noise coming from upstairs. Are my pipes leaking again? She thought. Emma walked up the stairs and looked directly up at them as she grabbed the railing on the right side. She listened to the drip-drop noise as she thought it sounded like a heavier drop than water normally does because her pipes had leaked in the bathroom many times before. (sighs) She began to walk up the stairs and swung her hand back and felt Max lick it. This made her feel a lot more comfortable when walking up the dark stairway. She was about halfway up when she heard another drip drop, and she thought, this leak must be really bad for it to be this loud. And she continued. She finally got up to the top of the stairs and heard another drip drop to her right, which confirmed her suspicions that the leak was in the bathroom, as the bathroom was the only door to the right of the stairway. Then she grabbed her ice scraper 
<laughs> she took a right and walked down the hallway as the drip drop got louder. She put her hand back again for Max to lick, and he did, so comforting her yet again. She got right up to the bathroom door and heard another drip drop. As she went to open the door, Max licked her hand one more time. She walked into the bathroom door and heard the drip drop from the shower. She started to walk over to the shower as the drip drop got louder. She thought this is going to be so expensive to fix as she grabbed the shower curtain. Before she opened it, she put her hand back, back for Max to lick again, but he wasn't there. She opened the shower curtain to see Max dead in the shower, bleeding into the drain. What was licking my hand, she thought, as the door slammed behind her. Mm, burn your house down, Emma. Burn the entire house down. Just burn it to the ground. You probably have insurance. It's going to be fine. Always have insurance, kids, so that it's in like the event m- you need to burn your house down, you're covered. <laughs> it's like a much scarier version of the bed one, the yeah, sleep time one. Because people, people can lick two is much shorter. Right. <laughs> There's less build. There's less build. This one was a woman coming home from work, and it's just like, ah! All right. <clears throat> the power's out. Nope. And you think your pipes are leaking, and when you live alone, you have to, like, get your landlord to come fix it. Mm-hmm. Oy. All right. This one is by Shay. I woke up with stinging in my back and scratches on my arms. When my eyes finally snapped open, I was in a wooded area surrounded by trees that seemed to stretch for miles. It was eerily quiet, except for the sound of ravens cawing. I have no idea how I was here, but the last thing I remembered was going to bed in my room. I tried to calm myself and find at least some sign of civilization. I had nothing on me except my clothes. I couldn't call my parents or anyone for help. I was lost. First instincts, this is a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Like, I've seen so- many... Something, something's happened. Yeah, You I've, don't just I... wake up alone in the woods. No, with nothing on you. Except your clothes. Although That's why you have to wear track pants. You have to wear stretchy pants. That's true. We learn from what we do in the shadows. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to ruin your favorite jeans. Yeah. So, stretchy pants. Think, you heard it here basically first. Basically, dress the way you think the Hulk would dress in order to keep his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to walk a mile or two to find a road or a sign leading to a park or town. I trudged along, but my body was filled with aching pain. Me too. That's just called being 30. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like Courtney. Yeah, like, I'm just <laughs> old and hurt all the time. <laughs> I'm not that old. Mm-hmm. It only hurts sometimes. I couldn't figure out why or how when I had slept so soundly in my bed. I decide to bear with it and keep moving on. In the distance, I see a man by a tree, his, man, his back facing my direction. Don't trust men by trees. Rule yeah. number one. You'll Don't learn this Rule number two. Older. Yeah, <laughs> when you're older, you'll understand. I cried out to him, but it didn't seem he heard me. I started walking faster to see if he could perhaps help me out of here. But when I found him, it was a horrifyingly gruesome sight. He was hanged ugh, ugh. with barbed wire impaling his neck. Ugh. I looked closer and his body was limp and pale. Tongue swollen out of his mouth, eyes in the back of his head, deep crimson blood leaking from his neck. I stepped back while my body filled with pure fear. Someone was here in these woods. And I was in here with them. There's a hosier song that's kind of like this. <laughs> but instead I of a man, in the it's a woods, fox. And someone was in here with me. I ran. I just started running as fast as I could in whatever direction I could find, all in the hopes of getting out of here alive. But when I stopped to take a breather resting near a tree, I saw a small road in the distance. Perhaps it was my only chance. I started to walk when I felt something grab my neck and pin me against the tree. Oh, no! I started screaming. When I turned to face it, it was a man. The man who had killed the other man I found earlier. I tried fighting against him and screaming out for help, but it was useless. He was much bigger and more powerful than I was. With his other hand, he reached for something in his jacket pocket. I saw it, and my eyes widened with fear. It was rope. As he strung the noose around my neck, I felt limpness and cold going through my body. He strung the top part onto a branch and had left me there to die. The choking sensation is so strong, I knew all along I was going to die. I never had a chance escaping this place. The last thing I felt in my body was my one last breath and attempt to break free. Then nothing. Her neck had snapped, leaving her to the same fate as the other man as the ravens cried out above her. The wood had claimed yet itself yet another victim. Oh. This just goes to show you, don't, don't go tr- in the woods. <laughs> Or trust this is them. like this is like Courtney's PSA. This yes. Why so would anyone go into the woods? Shay gets because this me. Might Shay happen. probably also has a healthy distrust of addicts because yeah. Shay gets it. So <laughs> thanks, Shay. <laughs> All right, here's a story by Samantha. I believe it was late November of 2017. That was a while ago, but I remembered the occurrence clear as crystal. I had three friends spending the night at my house. 
and so did both of my sisters. So there were 12 girls there that night. It was a lot, so we slept upstairs in the loft. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm scared of my loft, but I've never felt anything other than uneasy when up there by myself. I was determined to sleep up there that night, though. I wanted to prove to myself that there was nothing wrong with the loft. My siblings and I used to play this one game all the time, nearly every night. We didn't have a name for it, but the premise is simple. One or two people go to the back hallway of the loft, and this is where they start. In the pitch black, they make their way over to the rest of the group that sits on the couch on the opposite end of the loft. They make (laughs) creepy noises or contort their bodies so they look and sound inhuman as they approach. I don't like this game. (laughs) Winner goes to the person that scares everybody the most. At this sleepover, we decide to play this game. My little sister is creepily flexible, so naturally she and one of her friends were the first to scare the rest of us. The rest of us sat in the dark, all piled up on each other on one of the couches. My sister and her friend turned the light on in the back hallway so we could see them back there, but the light wasn't necessarily projecting it into the rest of the loft. It was very dark still. I don't know who saw it first, but all at once, the ten of us girls looked at one of the couches that was unoccupied. Behind it, somebody was standing up, seemingly just staring at us. I couldn't see the details of him because he was some sort of shadow. He was much darker than the pitch black room. He almost looked like a void. Then, after only a second or two, he fell to the floor back behind the couch. But he didn't make any noise. I know for a fact that this was not my sister and her friend because they came walking out of the hallway seconds after it happened and they turned the lights on. My little sister said she came out of the hallway and turned the lights on because she heard us all go completely silent all at once when i finally got the courage to look behind the couch i didn't see the shadowy figure i was expecting but rather one of my old american girl dolls i thought i had lost and hadn't seen in years fucking samantha also the back of that couch faced the hallway so somebody would have seen the doll lying there beforehand but nobody did dun 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 friggin samantha causing trouble Making blueberry cobbler. I don't remember a lot about the American girls. Yeah. I'm gonna say I, I have, I, I feel that fe- fear about like you know like a particular room in the house or whatever. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't really like the basement if no one else was down there with me. Yeah. So like I get that. To this day, I still have my thing about open dark doorways. So yeah. The open dark doorway leading into the hallway. Don't like that. Don't like that. Don't like Mm-mm. that. Also, the only American Girl doll I liked was Molly. Molly was the one with glasses, right? Yeah. And like World 1940s War II stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly was my jam. I never had an American girl, but I had some of the books. Anyway. I, I had one that was like made to look like me. <gasps> I had one yeah. of those. But, yeah. they, but they I didn't got... have like its own, you know. Yeah. Mine didn't yeah. look that much like me. <laughs> yeah. My parents they added more features back. and everything after like I grew out of the thing. Yeah. So like, well, whatever. But yeah, but I I can't remember who I liked. I read a lot of the books. I just no. don't think I had like one particular favorite. favorite. I really like. Did you ever read the ones about like the the time traveling attic story like series? No, as was, you know, God, I avoid attic media as a general rule. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't think of the title of the series, and I'm sure one of our listeners will be able to like figure it out and send the sure. title to me. I'll have to Google it later. Half but there was this like are technically American Girl dolls themselves. Yeah, That's why exactly. our numbers are so high. Um, because there are like a bunch of like series, like bu- book series that I really liked reading when I was younger. And like some of them were American Girl doll uh, or American Girl books. There was like a spinoff of mm-hmm. the American Girl books that, or no, it wasn't American Girl books. It was history diaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was like historic diary ones. And then oh, there was yeah, this like yeah, attic. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the historic diary ones? The they were like diaries. gilded. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I really liked those. There were a lot of really good books for, like, series is for girls. Yeah. Like, when we were growing up. But a now I, like, really want to... historical. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them were historical fiction. Those are dope. Yeah. Also, Magic Treehouse. I think I graduated from Magic Treehouse to, like, these older girl, like, mystery yeah. and, like, um, history Boxcar books. Boxcar Children. Mm-hmm. Did. Loved Boxcar Children. Encyclopedia Brown. I loved that smug little I'm gonna. I'm going to have to to do a deep dive later into that, the time-traveling attic one, because that was yeah. really cool. All right. This next story is called The Time-Traveling Attic. No. (laughs) This is by Mariah. One day, one of my closest friends came over to spend the night. I had my own house, only 30 minutes away from town. Nice, living the dream. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't too far. We were doing what all typical teenage girls do. She was braiding my hair, and I was finding a movie to put on. We then got our snacks and ordered pizza. We ended up putting on a creepy movie called Hush. I've I've seen Hush. (laughs) Hello? Hush. No, I have seen Hush. It is... (laughs) upsetting yeah it's 
but the protagonist is deaf, which is very interesting. So that's ah. that's kind of the like the serial killer realizes she's deaf and he's like, I can fuck with her because she can't hear me coming up. Whew. I don't Rough. like that. I did Mm-mm. not like I had a bad experience watching it and it wasn't just because I was watching a horror movie, so there were layers of the horror of oh, that experience. Ten minutes into the movie, the pizza guy dropped off our pizza. We then continued to watch our movie. We got a little creeped out during the movie, but it wasn't too bad. You guys are braver than me. I got very creeped out during that movie. (laughs) About an hour after the movie had finished, she had to leave early because of a family emergency. She had left, and I started to clean up the kitchen and fix the couch where we had all been sitting. I was getting ready to go to bed. I made sure all the doors were locked and headed to bed. I had already been asleep for a few hours when I woke up at around 3 in the morning. I heard a doorknob wiggle. Oh, no. Oh, no. I woke up instantly. I was the only one in the house, so I thought it was just my imagination, tried to fall back asleep. Five minutes later, I hear two men whispering, nope. I realized Mm -mm. they were in my house. I got my phone and the bat I keep under my bed. Yes, keep a bat under your bed, girl. I have pepper spray in my nightstand. I was the only one in the house, so I thought it was just my imagination and tried to fall back asleep. Five minutes later, I hear two men whispering. I realized they were in my house. I got my phone and the bat I keep under my bed. That's right, I've already read all of this. <laughs> then I went to go hide in my closet. I couldn't tell if they had heard me or not. I was calling 911 when they found me. I dropped the phone in the closet before I had a chance to answer. They had pulled me out and before I knew it, I was swinging my bat. They had broken into my house and were trying to take me. I had no idea who it could be. They had thrown a bag over my head. I was fighting and squirming to get free and run away. They were too strong for me. I was already in the trunk of the car when the police had gotten there. They had heard the bat hitting them and me yelling for help when the phone had dropped. They got there just in time before they had driven away. I still had no idea who it was. They took the mask off the two guys. It was the pizza delivery man! (gasps) He had seen it was just two girls. He had brought his friend and they were planning on kidnapping us. I was relieved she had left before the guys came over. My heart was racing. I had broken ribs and a bruised face from trying to escape them. I survived what could have been so bad. The cops discovered that they had taken a few other girls and they had been tortured. They helped save the girls. The bad guys had been put in jail and we were all safe. The end. Good. A scary story that ends with good news. happy ending. I love it. (laughs) Oh, God. That was a tense one. That was (laughs) was a tense one. (laughs) Always keep stuff near you to attack people with, just in case. I mean, maybe don't. The next one is evil child story. Ooh. It's kind of long, but let's go. This is by Mercedes. It was another night of patrol for the semi-regular local police officer. He went down Kimberlenda Road, Browning Road, and passed two high schools. They were Bakersfield and Wasco High School. What was good about this being this being this police officer's patrol path was that it wasn't near any rivers or lakes. This, for some reason, made the officer feel scared. He couldn't go over them in fear of getting stuck. This is the main reason for why he didn't ever get near one. The police officer had this gut feeling that something was going to happen tonight, but he didn't know what. To any available police, please report to Browning Road. There has just been an accident involving a family of three. First responder spoke over the radio. He was just there like not even an hour ago, so he can be there in 15 minutes or 10 if he speeds, which he does. Once he makes it to the scene, he sees three things. One, a car flipped upside down. Two, bodies with one covering the other and a girl in the trees nearby. Upon seeing the little girl, the officer goes and tries to help her get away from this, from seeing what had happened. The little girl was wearing a pretty little dress that was white with lace. It seemed to be ripped on the bottom. This led the officer to believe that the little girl was the one person uh, was w- one of the people in the accident. Mm. He walked up to her and started to talk. "Hey, little one, I'm a police officer. Can you tell me your name?" He bent down to her level. To him, he she couldn't have been over eight years old. "My name, my name." I can't remember. Mm. After she said this, he could see fear in her eyes. Please don't hurt me and please don't tell my mommy and daddy. They'll take me to the room where Mr. is. Please, please, please. She broke down into tears. In order to get her to stop crying, he said, okay, well, that's fine. How about I give you a name? What do you think of Rapunzel like the princess? She took a look at him and shook her head yes. That's my favorite princess. She went to go grab the officer's hand and held it. Felt like some, uh, the officer felt like something was wrong. He asked her to go and wait there for a moment and went to the crash and saw the bodies before they covered them. One body was burned so badly that the only thing you could tell about the mo- body was that it was male. The second was an adult female. This must have been a family. And the third body was a small little girl. Instead of fear on her face, she looked like, at, like she was at peace with the, like a weight had been on her shoulders had been lifted. Hmm. She was wearing a white dress with lace on it. 
It was ripped on the bottom. Uh-oh. The officer stood there shocked, not believing what was happening. He overheard one of the paramedics saying that the whole family had died. The father went first. The mother had managed to take herself and her daughter out of the car and held her daughter for the last time. The police officer turned around and saw the little girl trying to talk to another person, but the person walked right by her as if she wasn't there. She looked over and saw him. There you are. I met another person. She was really pretty and she even had wings. She said that I can go home only after I tell you this. Uh-oh. You are just like me, but it's time for you to go to another home. What? But you won't be going to the same place as me, though, which makes no sense. You do seem familiar, though. Goodbye, mister. I hope it's everything you deserve. What? The little girl slowly faded away. The officer didn't know what Rapunzel meant until he saw me. I was his reaper. Oh, no. You must pay for your sins for what you did to that little girl. I picked up, picked up her parents already, and they're in the third circle fighting for all of eternity. But what? you, my dear, will be going to exactly where you deserve to go. The seventh circle. Goodbye and good luck. What I gave him my best... I gave him my best evil smirk, and with that, I raised my scythe and brought it down on the ground and made a six. Just another piece of shit that deserves what he got. Let's get the next one. And with that, I walked off searching for another monster dressed in bunny clothing. So I think the story here is that this guy seemed to be like a normal like police officer, normal oh, guy. Oh, but he was actually the murderer? Yeah. Or maybe not yeah. the murderer, but like he had done something bad. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang. Dang. There were levels in that story. There were levels. I thought it was just creepy that, like, the little girl... I thought the little girl was going to have, like, set everybody on fire or something. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I messed up I messed up the evil child thing. I didn't... I thought the little That's girl okay. was saying that she was the Reaper. That's fine. We yeah, all get sorry. confused. We all get confused when we're speed reading. We're, we're doing the best we can. This next one is by someone named Courtney, which I respect, because that is also my name. But she also spelled it different. She does. Here is a story of a girl named Jackie Paulette. She was a famous YouTube celebrity. Oh, I hope she's not a real YouTube celebrity. I don't know the names of YouTube celebrities. I don't know the names of YouTube celebrities. Anyway, she was a famous YouTube celebrity, we're so old, who always posted funny videos of her and her friends. There is one video in particular... There's no such thing. Phew. Thank God. There is one video in particular that she did when her and her friends had kidnapped their friend, Julie Rosie, who turned 21, to to surprise her with a night out. When they got her, they put a jawbreaker in her mouth and a cloth bag over her head and tied her arms with rope. If you are my friend, never do this to me. But also, it sounds like, like the beginning of the movie Jawbreaker. Right? I don't like being kidnapped. Yeah. No, thank you. They put her in the trunk of her car and headed to a bar where they had more friends waiting to party with her. When they were driving to the bar, they were filming the whole time, trying to be quiet and laughing the whole time. When they got to the bar, they opened the trunk and she was missing. Hmm. They didn't know what happened, and when they walked into the bar, all of their friends wondered where she was. Jackie said she didn't know. Jackie tried calling her phone, but there was no answer. The phone was turned off. When Jackie and her friends all went their separate ways to try and find her. When Jackie got to her dorm room, she wasn't there. Jackie was so worried, but when she checked her Twitter account, the last message from Julie said, 21, here's to my new life, and the time it was posted was after they kidnapped her. Hmm. Jackie was confused. She didn't know how that could be. When she tried calling some of her friends, no one was answering. When Jackie went back to the bar, where she and her friends had agreed to meet, if and when they found Julie, none of her friends were there. Actually, no one was there. They were all missing, too. Hmm. She went back to the dorm rooms, and nobody was there, too. Jackie was starting to get worried. She called the police, and she got no answer. She called her parents and got no answer. She then went to the campus security office, and nobody was there. This is when Jackie was starting to get scared. She didn't know what was happening. Suddenly, everyone was missing. Oof. When Jackie was driving, there were no cars on the road. Jackie decided to drive 20 minutes to go to her parents' house. This is reminding me, there's a Twilight Zone episode that's kind of like this that I'll get into after I finish reading. This is actually, like, really scary to me because that's, like, one of my biggest fears is, like, everybody, everyone's gone. Except you're there. Yep. Mm. When she got there, she went into the house and called out for her parents. She didn't get an answer. She checked all the rooms in her parents' house, and she couldn't find anybody. Not even their dog, Luke. She then went to her parents' neighbor's house. She knocked on the door. No answer. She remembered from when she was a kid, the neighbor left a key in a flower pot next to the door. Jackie got the key and opened the door to check the house. After she checked, she still didn't see anybody. This is when Jackie started to cry. Jackie was all alone with no explanation. When Jackie drove back to her dorm room, there were still no cars out driving, and she didn't see anybody in the store she passed by. When she got back to her dorm room, she checked every other room. Nobody was there. 
Jackie sat on her bed and realized she was all alone. Julie was in the trunk, and when she felt the car stopping, she was able to get out with the emergency lever that was in the trunk. Nobody in the car heard her leave. She went to her boyfriend's house. Julie's boyfriend told her that it was her friends that kidnapped her, and they planned a surprise party at the bar for her. Julie was excited. She and her boyfriend were going to go to the bar. When they got there, all their friends were excited to see her. They called everyone and told them Julie was okay and at the bar. Jackie was the only one they couldn't get a hold of. They tried looking for her, but when they started driving, they saw a car accident, and they realized it was Jackie's car. When Julie and her boyfriend stopped, the police told Julie that the driver had died. <gasps> uh. ah, the Twilight Zone is kind of like that, where there's, like, a mysterious hitchhiker, but then it turns out, like, she's super scared of him, but then she realizes it, and there's, like, nobody else around, but then it turns out, because, like, every time she passes him, he goes, going my way, and she's like, oh! scary i won't pick up this hitchhiker because that's how murderers get you but then like over the course of the episode like she tries to call people for help and no one will answer the phone and like on and on and on but it turns out she's dead and uh, he's the grim reaper being like let's get to be in deadsville uh, so. i was gonna say the beginning of this sounded a lot like jawbreaker and i was really worried that julie was gonna die in the trunk because yeah. in the beginning of jawbreaker the girl dies in the trunk oh I've yeah. never seen Jawbreaker. Oh, okay. Basically, it starts out with her friends playing a prank on her for her birthday, and they stuff a Jawbreaker in her mouth and stuff her in the trunk, and they were, took her to a diner, uh-huh. and they were going to like pop the trunk and like be like, ah, surprise, like, we're actually, like, it's your birthday, yeah. but they killed her because she choked on the Jawbreaker. It's Yay. a movie, and there's a girl named Courtney in that movie oh. as well. Yeah. Well, that's fun. You don't get a lot of people named Courtney and stuff. You don't get a lot of Courtney's, yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it was inspired by by Heather's. That makes sense. And it has Rose McGowan in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right. And then this last one is by Christopher, and we'll save the rest for another episode. Thank you so much, kids. This is great. This was great. Thank you for doing our homework for us. (laughs) (laughs) Life was normal for Lieutenant in his household. He wakes up gets ready, goes to work, comes home, and goes to bed. I like that his name is Lieutenant. Ha! Uh, <laughs> his name is Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> One day, he started to hear noises and see things misplaced around his house. Lieutenant lives alone. So he found this to be strange and unusual. He looked around to see if anyone was trying to burglarize his house. He couldn't find anyone and went to bed feeling creeped out about the situation. Hey, Lou, did you check your walls? Because sometimes they're hiding in your walls. A lot of the time they're hiding in your attic, but sometimes they're in your walls instead. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a crawl space? (laughs) Check that, too. They're probably in there. The next morning, Lou Tennant woke up and had no control over his body. He heard the laughter of something in his head and freaked out. All of a sudden, he started running around his house and destroying everything. He then ran out of his house into the middle of the street and started dancing in front of cars and neighbors. He kept hearing the laughter inside of his head and finally figured out that some sort of ghost had taken over his body and started controlling it. I have a guess for what's happening. This ghost never left Lou, and he still continues to be controlled by it to this day. Is that the end of it? That's the end of it. Oh, my theory Um, is he's an army man. And so the laughing child is playing uh, with him and making him dance and, like, destroy his house. But he's, like, an action figure. And that's oh, why his like name is Lieutenant. Twist. His name that's- is Lieutenant. And actually the ghost is, is... So it's like the Lego movie in yes. that, like, someone else is controlling the Everything. narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or but Stranger he, like, Than Fiction. Yeah, and he becomes, yeah. like, cognizant of it. And then, Ooh, you know, it's scary. I like that story. Anyway. Great yeah. job, kids. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Drew, from the Real Feels podcast. Thank you to Drew's mm-hmm. students, Mr. Drew. That's some, that's some good distance learning activity. Yes. Good job embracing the things that scare you and writing scary stories to now frighten us. We appreciate it. <laughs> if you have a spooky story like this one, or if you have a firsthand ghost experience, or you have a picture of your pet, or you really just want to say hi, you could go ahead and send it to yeah. spoophour at gmail.com. We also, our DMs are open on Twitter and Instagram, where we are at spoophour, and you can mm-hmm. check us out there. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, you had fun getting spooked by these stories. Cause I hell had fun. yeah, so I did. Yeah, yeah. it's a great time. I'm Stay. now gonna go check my crawl space and under my bed and your attic. And I'm not going to check my attic because I am too afraid to go up in it. <laughs> but maybe I'll get somebody else to check the attic. All right, folks, stay spoopy. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay inside if you're able to. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. 
Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, killdozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia Experiment, the Dorm of Death, or candy corn? Then you're going to love Ghost Town, a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice-weekly podcast. On Wednesdays, we discuss the secret history of an abandoned, unexplored, haunted, or mysterious place from anywhere in the world. And on Fridays, we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history. Ghost Town is 100% safe and legal. We guarantee it. It's also fun, spooky, and can contain a riot, a massacre, a murder, or an arch deluxe. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And And this this is Ghost Town. Town. And you can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Next one is by Matthew. This is called The Coal Fire of Six... Of (laughs) Coal... Let me try that again. I was going to say 1692, and that's very different from 1962. No, it's not. Children, we're <laughs> it's so very old. different. <laughs> 1692, 1962, we've lived through it all. 